recording? Starting recording. Oh, there we go. Oh, oh, there we are. Okay. All right. Cool. And here we go. Welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Hall. And not with me tonight is Patrick Turi. Um, Patrick is not here because I would I want to say he's like on assignment, but we'll just say he's at work. And I am extremely fortunate to have two amazing people that I met at PodX in the spring when I went and watched their podcast, The Strange South. So please, I would say warmly welcome, but it's hard to do if you're listening <laughs> to uh, Marleya Blades and Patrice Anderson. Hi. Hi. Yeah, they like applaud in their car. Yeah, no, no, I'm like, where's? It's like there's no. You know, I put the dog away so the dog can't clap. Yeah. Um, and we kicked everybody else out of the house, so yeah, nobody. Um, but yes, thank you all again for for doing this. Um, Thanks been trying to do this for a little while, and, and uh, I think we came up on a interesting movie to talk about. Um, <laughs> I'll say thank you, Marleya, for bringing up. Hey, we should do this one. I'm like, you know what? This sounds like an awesome idea. Uh, <laughs> and I guess it's okay that Patrick's not here because he did not see the movie or has not. Um, so, because it is hard to find. It's just one I came across. And usually I don't rent movies from iTunes. I try and find them in other places, but I was like, this looks so interesting. Yeah, I'll go ahead and pay the money because I don't know when it's going to come out because it's a little small movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you all for, uh, for, for doing that and watching the movie with me. Um, and I would say, I don't want to say suffering cause I did kind of like it. Um, <laughs> it, kinda, it's so weird though, isn't it? It, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know really what, yeah, what I was getting into <laughs> and we're both pretty firm clown haters. As you uh, know, I think really any reasonable person, any reasonable person ought to be. No, I, I agree. So because that's going to be one of the questions I was going to I was going to ask what your where your stance was on clowns on that. So yeah, pretty much so, thumbs down. <laughs> OK, so has this been so kind of going with that? Is that from any other reason or just you just growing up just like, no, like, is there anything that you're like, this is what put me over the edge? Like, no to clowns. I think for me personally, I was always terrified of clowns. And I think it's because they have like the red mouth. Uh-huh. It was like very scary. And because like they've been eating children. Right. Mm. And <laughs> I couldn't like you couldn't tell who the person behind the paint is. And that terrified me a lot because mm-hmm. I didn't know who or what they were. So I couldn't identify them. And this is like at a very young age. Yeah. And so I totally distrust of clowns from like very early on and one of the things that I remember is my mom had like you know those glass blown figures and Mm -hmm. stuff and she had like a clown and that thing used to just creep me out and I would always like turn it around or stick it something over something so um so I think it's just generally the distrust of a person that's a non-person to me at a very young age you know, it's like, because in the movie, they, they uh, interviewed that one psychologist author that mm-hmm. talked about why people fear clowns. And that was one of the things they said. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, because I've passed this on to my kids. Like, I've always disliked them. I would like to say it was because of, like, a movie, because the, the clown in Poltergeist, yeah. like, really made oh, a big... Yeah. But you know what? That was a fear of toys. That wasn't a right. fear of clowns for me, anyway. Right. Um. And then, uh, and under the bed, it yes. was, those were the yes. things that came through more than, right. you know, clowns. Yeah. 
but uh, yeah, I'm with you. It's like I also hated Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, like people in <laughs> costumes where you couldn't yeah. see. Oh yeah, them. no, no, like, mascots. From me? Mascots are terrifying to me, or were terrifying to me. Oh yeah. Um, growing up as well and then as i think for the clowns as far as growing up like once the horror film started like mm-hmm. really taking advantage of that i was like i am out oh yeah um, of course I'm, tim curry like fucked everybody yes. over right that's, um, me. that's where and really like clowns otherwise i i mean i could take them or leave them i mean sure i i kind of make the joke that you can't trust a clown because you don't because they're showing a smile on the outside, but you know if you, that's it. But you know they're not smiling on the inside. It's, it's kind of like a comedian. They may be funny, but they're that's because to. they have a lot. They're coming from a lot of anger and and right. issues that they have personal issues. But that's what makes great comedy for them. You know, right. What makes great comedy is drawing from a sense of pain. And same thing, I guess, kind of for acting in general. But for but yeah, for me, clowns, I was fine up until I saw it, and I watched it, and I've. We, I've talked about this before. I've watched when I watched it. I was like 13, and Me too. watched it on a nine-inch black and white TV. So I even watched it in black and white. So it, you would think it'd be less scary, but no, it's still it was just the whole. And then well, I the was book like, was terrifying. Well, I, I mean, I and you don't even have like pictures or anything, no. you know. And, no, not and because I didn't even bother reading the book because I was too terrified in the you know the TV movie at that. I'm like. I've never had a movie. Yeah, there's. I haven't had a movie like that scare me that much. Oh, I take that back. So I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast yet, but when I was younger, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory scared the ever. <laughs> Wait, was it the boat it's scene? Weird. Was it like? Oh, well, that's awful. No, all of it because because you know the whole point is that you know kids do what they're not supposed to do, and then I mean I understand the lesson behind it, but and when you're they young yeah. and you watch it. <laughs> They, they, you know, they break the rules, and then you get the little, you know, the little oompa loompas. Yeah, oompa loompas come out, seeing their little satanic chants, and then wheel the kids away, <laughs> take them off somewhere undisclosed, and you never see them again. And I'm like, oh my god, this movie's terrifying. Yeah, and it would scare, it would just scare the shit out of me as a kid, because I was that only little shit that would have broken the rules, and then. <laughs> <laughs> the book pulls fewer punches too. That that's another one where the book is actually scarier than the movie, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Like right? Roald Dahl's original, like ch- yeah. like a Charlie. That's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. right? The, the name of the book. Right. And uh, oh yeah, because the first time I read it to Coco, which of course she loves it because she's wicked. But <laughs> yeah. uh, she um, she's taking notes. Oh my god, she <laughs> just just ate it up. But I and I think in. Do they reappear in the end? I can't remember. But he, I mean, he's very explicit about like, yeah, you, you don't need to be around anymore. Like mm-hmm. it's it's weird. It's disturbing. Yeah, I I uh. <laughs> yeah that and then so I never wanted to like I I not rented it like I checked you know good old VHS back then. Um, I had checked it out from the video store, and I put that thing away. I'm like I I was done. In the in uh. The only other one I think that scared me more than that was Michael Jackson's thriller video. And it wasn't oh, the dancing my part. My daughter's it terrified of that. I was terrified the of that. Very end. I was good all the way up until the very end. And his oh, eyes yeah. glowing red like that and then smiled. I was done. Yeah. No. Put three stooges in. I was like, I was put the street. Mm, you know, anything with teeth that's not supposed to have teeth, <laughs> I'm out. I'm there's out. a there's a movie called Teeth that Yes, I know. <laughs> I read about that. I'm not watching that, but yeah. 
I wonder why. I can imagine. (laughs) I have not seen that one, but I know. I think Teeth is one of those movies most people know about. If you ask, oh, you've seen it? And they go, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) My my brother and my sister-in-law really really pushed me on that one for a while they were like you have to see this movie and they would like joke they would just be like in random come they'd be in the middle of walmart or whatever walking around and like one of them would just start yelling like vagina dentata like Yeah, and I actually did try and I, I was planning on watching it at one point. I was like, okay, I'm gonna buckle down. I have to experience this. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find it. Like, and I it was one that I was like, I'm not gonna pay for it. But right. I, the yeah. time that I looked for it, I couldn't even find it. It wasn't like on Amazon. I couldn't get it unless I actually bought the DVD. And I was oh, like, yeah, ah, yeah it's not one that just like, like somebody flipping like, yeah. through your library. Seriously, <laughs> I was like, this isn't one I'm gonna have to watch more than once. I think so. Right. <laughs> anyway, back to clowns. Yes, yeah, back yeah, to meanwhile. Wrinkles. Yeah. So to kind of give people an idea about uh, Wrinkles the Clown, Wrinkles the Clown is essentially he's a YouTube uh, internet sensation, more or less, I guess. He A video went viral where it shows, it looks like a nanny cam, and he's there's like a kid sleeping on the daybed, and he is hidden, hi, hidden, hiding, sure, one of those <laughs> Yeah. One of those words. He's underneath the bed. There we go. And he shows him slowly coming out from underneath the bed, standing up, looking over this kid sleeping. And you don't, it kind of, it's actually good filmmaking because you don't really know what he's going to do. And it kind of holds that suspense. And then it just shows him like moving a stuffed animal or something. And then that's really it. And then he stands, hovers back over and then gets back underneath and, you know, and that's it. And then that went viral, and then he started posting more video or more videos of him got posted. And actually, before I get any further, I almost forgot to make this announcement. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So PR, when we discussed this before recording, um, we we came to the joint conclusion between the three of us that it would be hard to discuss this movie without spoiling. Well, just without spoiling the movie. Yeah. Because um, there are certain things that are just. It's hard to just kind of do, uh, you know, broad strokes and stuff. So we are going to spoil this movie. If you have intentions of watching this at some point, I completely understand if you hit pause and wait till you, after you've seen it to listen to it. If you're curious and you still want to listen to it, awesome. I highly encourage that. And if you have zero interest in watching this movie, but you'd like to hear people talk about a movie that you have zero interest in wanting to, to see. I guarantee I absolutely guarantee you will be entertained by this. Cause be, this is going to be a fascinating discussion. Uh, all right. With that disclaimer out of the way, uh, I'll continue. So he goes viral and then you start seeing he's, this takes place in Naples, Florida. So Instead of saying capital of the world, the rich retirement. Yeah. So instead of saying Florida man, you would say Florida clown man. (laughs) So go Florida clown man, and then they (laughs) they go on, and uh, he you start finding stickers with Wrinkles the Clown's face, and then a phone number, and that's it. And so parents started calling in. 
wanting them wanting wrinkles to stop by their house and just essentially stand outside and scare their kids because that's healthy parenting. Yeah. Like <laughs> so, if you're gonna misbehave, then right. wrinkles is gonna come and get you. Yeah. Right. So, you Which, know, like, yeah. A perfect urban legend, except for it's a physical person that's actually real instead of just a fictitious person. I mean the persona, I guess, is fictitious because right. don't know the difference. And so uh, so parents use that kind of instead of saying, hey, if you don't act right, you know, I'm calling Santa Claus. But, you know, pe- uh, parents mm-hmm. have been doing this for like as long as there have been parents, mm-hmm. because that was the whole bloody bones thing uh, that you did. Yeah. You know, bloody so bones will get it's, you. it's yeah. the terrifying your naughty kids into acting properly without having to beat them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for those, that's true for those parents that would call his, because parents would call his voicemail and leave messages asking him to come. But really, their their whole goal was to have it on speakerphone, so their kids right. thought they were asking them, but they right. weren't really asking. Mm-hmm. And but the difference seems to come with that idea that there's a physical person that could show up, right? And, and there's the video of the him, shit of your kid. right? Yeah. yeah. Instead no. of just like you know, made up pictures or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'll be honest. <laughs> I can still remember clear as day. There was a time I don't, I couldn't tell you how old I was. So I'm two years, nine months older than my brother. My brother was being, he was being a little shit one night and just like, I mean, my mom tried her best and she just, it was close to Christmas. And so I said, mom, you want me to call Santa Claus and tell him that, that, uh, that Jeremy's being bad and not to come. And she's like, (laughs) So I don't do that. So I think I'm going to. <laughs> Again, I don't see what shit they would do that. And, I, and then he just, no. And then, yeah, he eventually stopped. But, I mean, I think that's a little bit more easy, general way of doing it and other than yeah, trying right. to find some creepy clown that, that you know, just stands there and holds balloons. And, of course, and I think this, I want to say this was in 2015 when this first started. The... It chapter one came out twenty seven too, so that's before everybody started doing that whole clown phenomena where everybody yeah doing mm-hmm. all that plus having creepy clowns like uh, deliver donuts um, before all that started. So he was kind of I guess the OG of that for or at least before uh, that. But. I was gonna say I'm really surprised too that we haven't had more clown deaths. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Especially I know. in the south because. Yeah. In part of this wrinkles the clown, you know, they go in and they talk about the clown phenomenon mm-hmm. that happened yeah. after he started doing this and people started like showing up. Was it South Carolina? Like South yes. Carolina, Greenville, there was a spate of clown sightings of clowns standing in the woods, luring children into the woods. Right. right. And it's funny because it was a, it was a, and they actually did address some of this because I had it on my list as something to maybe talk about on the show. So it was interesting. I may tie in our conversation here with that awesome. at some point, but um the so there was it was across the south that all of a sudden in 2016 there was an entire summer where clowns were spotted yeah it was like everywhere aniston aniston there was i mean i gotta i swear to god i'm not misremembering this i got a call from our elementary school one time (gasps) i remember that saying that there were clowns in the woods between the police station and the school (laughs) 
Yeah. And that, you know, and, and they were looking out for it. It was that it had to have been that year. Yeah. Yeah. It was that year where it was like that clown mania. That, and I'm really surprised nobody because people go crazy Shit, with yeah. clowns. And I remember the police coming on saying we cannot arrest people for being clowns. <laughs> <laughs> Stop calling us. <laughs> we don't discriminate your profession or and or hobby. <laughs> right. Our dress preference. Yes, or dress right. <laughs> So it's just like, oh my gosh. and so yeah, and then even in the in the documentary, which, so, for this doc, for this is a, I would almost say a non-traditional documentary, because they do intercut some, some what I refer, I guess you call it like staged, mm-hmm. um, uh, what do they call that? I can't think, I can never think of the name of it, but some staged acts. So they show, like, uh, some scenes where they're dramatizations there we go that's a word mm-hmm. um they show dramatizations of of like when wrinkles carrying a kid away and you know people chasing oh, that went people. way too far i was like what the yeah. hell y'all yeah i was like it is a bit much mm-hmm. but um but they do have some of those in there and so it's fairly kind of non-traditional some i guess trying to try to introduce something but also kind of take that thing so one of the things that the director talking about is that, or that they, you know, that in the articles that I've kind of read, because I did a little bit of research, um, is that the wrinkles is kind of part of this whole legend building in the internet age. So, you know, with the urban legends and stuff like that between him and if you think about like Slender Man and that, yeah, and yeah all the creepy pasta stuff, yeah, mm-hmm. all the creepy pasta stuff, you know, is that he's now become part of that, and they kind of wanted to show. I guess in the dramatizations, how how taking that sort of urban legend type thing, and I guess you're just trying to show how they how it could be taken too far. I guess. Well, yeah, and and sometimes I mean I I feel like a lot of the children that were calling up and and that were harassing him. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. That they were. You know, they're pushing that boundary of safety. They're wanting to see how far that they can take it. Yeah. Um, and also, it's like, um, I just lost my train of thought there. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I totally yeah. lost train of thought. Usually okay. I'm oh, inside your head. Yeah, not. usually you are. But yeah, it's that digital folklore. Oh, it's the fear. It's like we're trying to make things that aren't true, true somehow. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like we already have, like, this huge anxiety as a culture and, like, all of these movies are coming out that reflect, you know, a lot of what's going on, you know, politically and culturally. And it's we're trying to create these boogeymen and make them real because we want them to be real for some reason. I don't want them to be real. But a lot of people, yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot of people are, um, you know, have this idea of of trying to find that line and trying to cross over it um, for whatever reason, you Mm. know? Yeah. And one of the things, so they go through like what, I think the first 50, 40, 50 minutes. Yeah. They show like interviews and, but they don't want to reveal who wrinkles really is. And then like 40, 50 minutes in, they're like, you know, I guess you could call it a reveal or a twist, whatever you want to try and call it that the guy that was portraying wrinkles is actually an actor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. 
Well, you know, in the yeah. first, you know, when I first saw the the under the bed wrinkles coming yeah. out, and I was like, holy shit. I mean, it did. It, it, like, slapped me in the face. It got the reaction that they were yeah. wanting to get out of me. Right. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? And, like, all of my notes yeah. is, like, talking about, like, this guy and his retirement plan. <laughs> yeah. And how, like, he talks like Guido. And oh, it's I know. like, <laughs> you know, he's like, you know, and, and one of the lines that he says that I wrote down, because it just cracked me up, he's like, Evan. Everyone and their fucking grandmothers, you know, calling me <laughs> oh, and stuff yeah. like that, you know. Um, and I was just glad this guy is such a caricature. He is yeah. such um, a Over stereotype. Yeah. Of even like you know the strip club. Like yeah. I about oh like God, fell out of my chair. <laughs> Let me tell you about the strip club, okay? This is hilarious. So I'm sitting in our local coffee shop with Marleo watching this on my headset. And um, yeah, it was like as soon as we made the arrangement with you that we were yeah, gonna do yeah. it, Patrice like, I've got a free day. So yeah. we're sitting in the coffee shop and she just buys it and turns it on yeah. and puts yeah, on her I'm headphones. I'm listening to it. I'm taking notes and all of this stuff. And all of a sudden, like the the strippers come on and I'm like, shoot plonk and do it down. Because we are yeah. like, uh, our coffee shop is very conservative Christian, and I just like know somebody behind me, like was seeing me watching. You're like, gonna be in their prayers for a long, a long time. time because it was just like titties for days. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, what was I watching? I was watching something because I was trying to finish. Oh shit, what was it? Uh, I was trying to finish watching a movie. Oh, Dolomite. Dolomite is my name on Netflix with Eddie Murphy. And I'm trying to, it was Monday and I was trying to finish watching it while I was trying to get all the stuff uploaded from the, from the last episode and get the website and all that stuff done. And, uh, I was doing that head on my phone. I was sitting in my favorite coffee shop and then, yeah, so they're filming this, they're filming sex. I'm like, whoop, that put, I just had to put my hand and I was watching on my phone. I don't remember why. I, oh, I remember why I had it on my phone. But I, anyways, watching on my phone, I ended up covering my hand over my phone. I'm like, nothing to see here, nothing to see here, which was fine because nobody would have paid attention because it's the guy sitting to my left, oh my god, he was so loud. He, again, in Nashville, you know, everybody, everybody looks like a musician or at least looks like they're part of the. Shops I don't loud. know, and yeah. being loud and they, listening to their movies they without headphones because they want to be noticed. Yeah, you know? that's true. And, and I had my headphones on, and I could hear it clear as day, and I'm still, you know. I'm, Watching the movie, but I'm still, I'm because I'm nosy by nature. I'm still ear hustling and trying to figure out what he's talking about. And he's an older gentleman. He's, I mean, he's in the industry. Some he does something. I don't know what. I don't know if he's in a band. I don't know if I should know him, but I, I don't really care enough to ask. <laughs> talking about movies and TV, then I may introduce myself. But when it comes to music, I kind of just leave it as is, which may be to my detriment because they could probably help with intro music. <laughs> But at the same time, if he's talking like that to where he's – you could just tell he's not – because, okay, this cracks me up. I told I, – I, I was texting Ruth this uh, while this was going on, you know, and I said, uh, I said, this dude legit just said he's not – told this lady that he's with, he's not a coffee addict. He's just a coffee shop addict. It's like I'm not addicted to coffee. I'm just addicted to coffee shops. I'm like, mm-hmm. how does that even work out? I because mean, he likes sitting in the middle of coffee shops talking and talking loud. loud. Yep. Talking it's his audience. I guess. I don't know. Bless his heart. But yeah. he left and then came back like 15 minutes later. I'm like, oh, I know what it was. So I was. Oh, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 
I was just reading my notes because oh. it was like it was a big thing that like that came up and literally like when I did my laptop down, I turned behind us and there was literally like two men praying behind me. For you. <laughs> probably- I'm sure I'm pro- they probably were like, I shit you not. So Well, and I think one of the interesting things that we realized too, so like you just said like at 50 minutes, there was this big yeah. reveal. So like, just to explain to anybody who didn't see it, like that first 50 minutes acts as though they're interviewing the real guy behind Wrinkles the Clown, who just doesn't not want to showing be his face. Right. And he says that he's a like 67 year old dude who lives in his van. Live at, like, who lives in his van down by the river. Down by the river. <laughs> And, you know, which is honestly not that, I mean, that guy lives in Florida. I mean, right? I know that guy. Yeah. I used to live there. And, right. um, man, I mean, it's a thing. It's warm, yeah. you know, you live mm-hmm. in Florida and just lay on the beach like that guy did. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's so you spend the entire time kind of thinking that this is the thing. And then you get to that 50 minutes and they realize like they start interviewing this guy that's basically set up like an anonymous hacker, like with his voice all hidden and everything. And you're like, wait a minute, you just threw that fucking strip club scene in for nothing? Like that guy was imaginary. (laughs) Right. Why did you do that? (laughs) Because they wanted a budget for it. (laughs) I guess so. And and it is. It's it's like they're showing in the first half when they're showing the fake wrinkles. Mm -hmm. They're. They're showing him like sitting in the front seat of the car, and this is being filmed in the back. Mm-hmm. And you know they got this little lighting thing, which actually the lighting actually wasn't bad in that. Is the way they shot it. It's just you could just tell it's a little overproduced in that area. Um, but they, and he's talking and doing all that, and then all of a sudden when they talk to the real wrinkles, he looks like he's part of like a 2020 or you know Nightline interview where they disguise his voice. He's all, yes. you know, he's got the it backlit, and so you can't really see him at all. And, and he's got a hoodie, and, and yeah, right. and it's the weird thing. I'm like, well, bro, I'm like, bro, I think you're, I think you're, you're thinking a little bit too highly of yourself. I, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I mean, the whole he thing. He probably didn't want the really... death threats from kids. Well, to come yeah, I mean, they were kind of brutal yeah and um yeah well towards the end like right before they cut over to let us know that everything was kind of a production um they they did show like some like they did slip up and show his face walking by yes they did and so i I was like i was like why why are they doing that did they not know is he not going to be pissed off he's going to get dead because they're like playing all of these um recordings of these kids being total dicks to him i mean just like saying the worst uh, like basically being on a gaming chat group yeah i mean how they talk to each other yes. you know there is just horrible yeah i feel like the lesson for some of this movie was like dude kids suck man they're so annoying oh, and mean <laughs> yeah i yeah, know yeah, I've, I've said even before i was a teenager all through when i was a teenager and i've been saying it since i since i passed my teen years teenagers suck they're terrible i hate teenagers i've dude. never liked teenagers and I, I'm like, oh god, my son's only got like I was four gonna say, more years. We're all gonna have them. So. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, my son's already there. Eight going on thirteen. <laughs> I already got that. Uh, oh, yeah. I already yeah. got that. I'm like, bro, you got like four more years before you start doing that. Oh, you know, he is, he's, he's, he's far ahead of his game in mm-hmm. many different ways. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, wrinkle, the real wrinkles is uh, a. But the, he's currently, I guess I could say, he's 69. But this movie was, um, I think, it was when Wrinkles first started out. When at least the article I read was like November 2015, 
from the Washington Post that that I found. And uh, so back then, I think he was like 65. I just did math. So it's like 69 now. He's from he's a Rhode Island transplant and he's a military veteran. So and then uh, he said he got tired of making balloon animals. He said, I wanted to bring scary back. Mm-hmm. He succeeded. Um, so and then uh, according to the. So uh, the Washington Post article that I read, um, they referred to this movie as or to him as a new weapon. Um and the arsenal for reigning in kid reigning in misbehaving kids was basically what how they referred to as wrinkles. Mm-hmm. And um, essentially, uh, you could for a few hundred dollars cash. Of course, he only accepts cash because you know I'm sure the government and you know he's off the grid. <laughs> other yeah. than his, um, <laughs> which I'm sure is probably a, a burner phone that he just keeps putting minutes on. Um, They'll make an appearance at a party or gathering, prank your friends, or even scare your misbehaving kids straight, which uh, worked because one mom uh, called wrinkles for a 12-year-old son, and he uh, basically all all wrinkles did was just stand across the street in front of the kid, and the kid immediately started crying in front of his friends and ran home. Aww. Mom called back, thanked him, and... <laughs> And so now all she has to do is threaten to call him. I'm like, wow. That's, yeah. that's something mean. else. That's so, terrifying. Yeah. So uh, m- movie came out this year. It's 75 minutes long. This stuff I didn't normally talk about at the beginning, but it's easy to get sidetracked. Um, it's directed by Michael Beach Nichols. He directed a movie that came out in 2015 called Welcome to Leith about this town that has a guy that's uh, – white supremacist that moves to town hmm. in this small little town of Leith. I want to say it's like North Dakota or one of those kind of Midwestern states like that. And it's about this, and he's basically, he moves in and he like wants to take over the city like, as in like run for mayor and impose his views. And it's about the city trying to learn how to deal with him basically moving to town. I watched it many. I watched it years ago. I can't remember what platform. The I tried looking it up to see where you could find it. There is an app called uh, or website slash app called Canopy that I found out when watching the Oscars. Oh yeah. Um, some library you can you can access it. Some libraries. Uh, mo- there's some colleges. I'm able to do it through through. Um, through uh, Vanderbilt, and so I'm able, so I'm able to watch, you know, different movies, different things. So they had it on there. Um, as of right now, it's but the only place I could find it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not on, it's not on as of today because I checked this afternoon. As of uh, today, it's not on Prime, Netflix, or Hulu. But I'm sure, like I usually kind of refer people, um, to always check your library because um, they may have it. So. It's uh, it was pretty interesting. That's the only, at least as far as I'm, I was able when I checked his IMDb. That was the only thing I could find. That's the rest were like shorts, like documentary shorts and stuff. Um, and he actually uh, got nominated for some like festival awards for his other documentary, which I think is actually a better one than this one. This the subject matter is a little more. Not this isn't humor. This we're, this documentary is very weird because it's not mm-hmm. really. Humor, it has humorous moments. Because it's just so out there, but there's a lot of 
what the hell moments in this. Like, yeah. what the hell are you doing? Like, yeah. And and um, I did like, so what I liked about it is that I do think it's an interesting story. Whether you mm-hmm. agree with the methods of why they're doing it or whether you even like the character, it's still interesting. Um, and I did actually kind of like storytelling. The dramatic parts were hokey, but I still, I mean, it didn't completely pull me out. I just kind of went, come on, bro. But mm-hmm. that's really about it. Um, and I liked how they did actually use, um, they mixed that in with the actual footage they brought. You know, they broadcasted like the news broadcast, you know, from archival footage. And then they mixed it in also with interviews, not only with the actual wrinkles eventually, mm-hmm. but also with kids and parents both. So mm-hmm. you got to see what the kids thought and what the parents thought, and as well as the child psychologist. I was glad they brought that in because I was wondering after the very first interview, when they interviewed that dad with like a three-year-old or whatever. Oh, I know. How it's like, yeah, you know, just dog, I just threatened, you know, with that. I'm like, bro, how are you proud of that? Because <laughs> I'm right. like, I mean, because anybody with kids would just, you know, most people with kids would be like, that's not, that's not, not a okay. Thing. Yeah. Um. So I like that they did that. What I didn't like was that I didn't think all the the uh, I don't think all, all the interviews enhanced the story. Yeah, I mean there I were some, good, but I, don't, I think some of it was kind of filler because they were trying to. Because again, it's at seventy-five minutes. It technically doesn't classify as a feature-length documentary by most standards. Yeah. So I think this is like eighty minutes or eighty-eight somewhere in some weird number. But it seemed like they were just trying to fill fill some time. Yeah. It got really slow. Like it, I actually stopped it halfway through because I was like, I was just getting worn down by it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, and then I turned it on today to finish it. And that's when it flipped. And I was like, Oh, so, because I saw yeah. like I had so much more time left. I was right. like, what could I possibly be watching for the next 30 minutes? Mm-hmm. I, and I think I had that moment too, to be honest. And I watched it at night. So after my daughter went to bed, um, I watched it upstairs in bed on my laptop, and and uh, my wife Ruth does not do clowns. She yeah. Zero zero on the clowns. I did take she did she she her and I both um, her and I both were brave enough that we both actually went and saw it chapter one in theaters, which for both of us that's actually pretty brave on both our parts because mm-hmm. neither one of us. You know, really do Pennywise. But I did get that little Funko Pop figure of Pennywise where he's kind of smiling and it's kind of cute. And I got it. <laughs> it, it is kind of cute because he's smiling. It's just like no eyes. Just kind of cute. Anyways, um, I got that and I didn't tell my wife I got it. And so I put it upstairs on our bathroom sink and just and then actually forgot about it. So when she went upstairs, you know, take her contacts out, she turns the light on and there it is sitting on the sink. And I just hear this loud what the fuck? <laughs> she's and then uh i was like that's the problem i'm like oh yeah pennywise <laughs> so <laughs> so she's like what are you watching i go i don't turn around and look and she's like she's like what are you watching <laughs> i said the wrinkles the clown movie i'm not turning around and i put my i was nice i always put my headphones on so she didn't have to hear it either but but yeah, she's she will not watch this either um yeah. So that's another reason why I'm, you know, kind of watching it on my own. Because I found the story, because I'm not, again, I don't, one way or another, but I thought the, when I watched the trailer, because I was like, well, let's see what this is about. I'm like, 
okay, this looks fascinating. I'm, you know, at least <laughs> something different. It's not, you know, it's super serious documentary. It's not, you know, just, it doesn't, it's not, you don't feel like you have to like pay attention at a hundred percent. You really could probably do other things and watch mm-hmm. this time. Um, but it's not like you're super serious where it's just really intense and stuff. And so I was like, yeah, I'll, just, like, I'll watch this, you know, sure. Why not? And then I'm like, what am I watching here? So, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and because of that, you know, because I was like, yeah, like, yeah, this, this looks different because of that. I felt like I wanted more from it. Yeah. I feel like you kind of wanted more from watching this. Yeah. It's like, I didn't want more of it, but I wanted it to do more. Oh yeah. yeah. And I wanted more of the psychology. I like, like the guy that when he came on, he was talking about like, you know, these are children playing out their fantasies and, and stuff like that. Um, and giving us, you know, kind of a background on, you know, the terror aspect of raising kids. And I, I really, I liked it. And I think wrinkles actually said this where, you know, he thinks he parents who like go to the extreme, which is kind of like he's treating it like this is performance art. Yeah. And so he's like, you know, he didn't think it would blow up as big as it did. And he's kind of making a comment on how parents who use these fear tactics to scare their children into submission and behavior. Um, he parallels it to like, you know, uh, Christians telling their children that they're going to burn in hell if they don't, you know, if they commit sins and stuff. And so, I mean, I wish they kind of would have gone a little bit more More into that, that aspect Mm -hmm. of it, because that was, you know, that parallel really interests me more than sitting and watching kind of, you know, the um, characterization or the um, caricature of this clown for like 30 minutes. Yeah. And I agree. So, and one thing I kind of noticed too is that, you know, there was a part in the film where it shows kids going up and telling wrinkles that they liked him and he would, yeah. you know, actually talk nice to him. And he wouldn't, you know, he would actually talk to him. He wouldn't just stand there and be quiet, you know? So like some clowns could, he wasn't a mime clown, you know, where he just stood there and just, didn't say anything he would actually say okay you know and of course yeah, was, and you know what and, and really his interactions with the kid he really wasn't a dick mm-hmm. i mean no, he no, he, was, he didn't say you know mean things yeah, to he him like, he's just kid. right mm-hmm. you know he he actually yeah i mean the fact that he even picked up the phone to like answer calls and stuff to yeah. talk to people to me was like really kind of a big thing I felt like, you know, for him interacting um, and then how he would talk to them. He wouldn't, you know, if they were cussing him out, he wouldn't reciprocate. Mm-hmm. Right. He would just let them vent Vince, and, then, and then just be done with it and then yeah. be done with it. Yeah. And so that, cause when I was thinking about that, I'm like, okay, because <laughs> I'm like, well, you, you see the image that he's presenting and especially with the videos and stuff like that. But then you see him when he interacts. It was basically like even the wrinkles, the clown itself has a what I would refer to like an on-screen persona and an off-screen persona. So even the clown, the guy, even the clown itself, you know, is on video supposed to be spooky and scary. But when you actually talk to him, he's you know he's not that bad. Yeah, he's gonna take pictures with you. They're like, oh, wrinkles, take a picture, and so Mm -hmm. people are taking selfies with him. So so yeah, so begs the question so is do we think wrinkles is actually scary or do we think he or do you think that he's just misunderstood 
Does that make sense? I know it's I like a big, deep question. I don't, you know, I I don't know that it's misunderstood. I feel like it. He's intending to be scary as part of the performance art that it turns out to be, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think I think the documentary leaves you with some questions about, you know, because they kind of fake you out for fifty minutes. Yeah. Um, it becomes unclear for that final like twenty five minutes. Yeah. How much interaction that clown character actually does have with right. real people? Like, did he right. did he pose every single one of these videos that's posted? Did he? Right. You know, does he ever actually scare anybody, or yeah. is it all a fake? So it's right. kind of it could be a whole hoax, yeah. and yeah, it therefore fits right into urban legends. Mm-hmm. You know, right. so he, you know he's creating his own. Or, I mean, or he did it. He created an urban legend of Wrinkles the Clown mm-hmm. that people in South Florida are going to be talking about forever. Mm-hmm. So, well, until they get their own clown that moves there, <laughs> <laughs> an orange one. Um. They uh, so one thing I kind of made a note of uh, when we're talking about like uh, legend building in the internet age, um, you know, one of the things that of course I thought of was Slenderman, and I don't know if y'all watched it, but there's an HBO documentary called Beyond the Slenderman. I it, it keeps on showing up in my recommended, yeah. and I'm kind of nervous my kid to talks watch about it. Slenderman. I know very little except for where those girls actually mm-hmm. stabbed yeah. other girl because right. of Slenderman. That's all I really know about Slenderman. And that's, more than what I knew before I watched the doc. I was like, this is a document. What the hell is this about? So I, I watched it because I'm like, well, I'm sure, why not? <laughs> Another one of those, sure, why not? It sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then I watched it and I go, this is fascinating. I didn't know anything about it. It's like, this is fascinating. So I started looking, you know, I started, uh, you know, looking up, well, at least the court case stuff and trying to find out more about that because I care less about the actual lore itself. I was more curious about the case. And then, and then, um, so what I ended up doing. Um, during my little, uh, when during the one year that I went and did that I taught, um, that I taught criminal justice, I actually showed my class the documentary. Hmm. It's because I wanted to talk about in that what how I how I worked it in as far as you know what we were talking about. I showed it to my juniors, so they're all seven, you know, sixteen, seventeen. So I guarantee they've seen far worse than this documentary because mm-hmm. it didn't show anything really scary. I mean, nothing that you wouldn't see on basic cable or, you know, even just network TV anymore. And so I wanted them to, I thought it would interest them and keep their attention because it'd be something kind of, kind of interesting. And as far as the urban legend part, but for me, I, what I wanted them to get out was the court because it shows the two girls committing the crime and then going to court and being interviewed. So it talks about interview techniques and then, so we, I had them watch it. I had them, of course, take a test over it, which I don't know any other person that would have kids take a test over watching a movie. But um, that was always a good way to be sure I watched a movie in school was <laughs> be tested over said movie. Um, but, yeah, so I had them do that. And I had one kid – I only had one student refuse to watch it because it scared him. Mm. So, bro, one, you're 17. I know you're 17. This is not real. You know that, right? Like, this is completely fake. Just like you watching your your Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Same thing. Not, it's not real. He refused to watch. I'm like, that's fine. You can write me a paper about X, Y, and Z. I just gave him a different assignment and just made it towards the same grade. I was okay with that because I'm not going to – I wasn't going to force him to watch something that he may later be you know, terrified of. So <laughs> everybody else – 
for the most part, they're like, is this real? I'm like, yeah, dude. It's, yeah, it's all real. I mean, Slender Man's not. It's made up. It's just, you know, some people get on the internet just make creative things. But the, I said, but the court case is definitely real. And you should definitely, you know, it's fascinating. So I had them write a paper about, like, just a short, like, one, two-page paper, double space. So, you know, you would thought I was asking the world of them. <laughs> two pages double space didn't take any time at all and just to find a couple articles and write about it and then uh then i just tested them later on about the overall case and about just the lore itself so i i recommend that documentary because it is it is interesting to watch i mean just just the psychology of it of what how susceptible some kids are to stuff like that and to um and the links they'll go because of that and you know the tragedy that befalls it and um so i definitely usually try that i think it's still on hbo but i don't think it's on i don't know if it's on anything else it might be on canopy too actually um because i know they have a lot of hbo documentaries on there mm-hmm. um so um is there any, y'all have any other notes or anything you want to talk about movie wise not really i think okay. yeah i think we covered it okay so, uh, so we'll go around. Um, would y'all recommend this movie, Marlea? Would you recommend this movie? Uh, I don't know that I would. I think that that fifty minutes of slow at the beginning would knock me out of the running for that. Okay, Patrice. Uh, you know, the only time that I'd really recommend this movie is like when we pulled it out. Uh, when we did a movie watching, when we were gonna watch, um. Uh, we had been drinking and dancing and oh, we like yeah. had everybody over. And if it's like one of those things where you don't want to like halfway pay attention to the movie, yeah, yeah. but you want to kind of run it in the background cause it's kind of fun and funny yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it may have been like, you know, a party background movie, okay. but yeah, yeah, you know, not nothing. I don't think that I would like recommend say, Hey, you need to check out this movie. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And that's, and I'm kind of like, of the opinion of if you if you if it if you think that if you watch the trailer and you think it looks interesting then you've listened to us now talk about it for 40 minutes <laughs> and you think and you think this still interests you or you know like well i might give it a shot and see what i you know and kind of form my own opinion see what you know whether or not i agree with them or not sure watch it if mm-hmm. you really but if you have like other things or you're like i still need to watch this watch watch that whatever that other thing is <laughs> i mean it's the b-side yeah, yeah, yeah exactly it is it is all right so before i let y'all go and i've got some questions i movie related questions that i'd like to ask y'all and um i'll try they're not hard-hitting ones by any stretch but it may make you think a little bit just because i don't know I just so one of the reasons why I wanted to get into podcasting just in general, um, the students I had asked why I wasn't doing movies. Cause I, cause they knew any, if they wanted to get me sidetracked, like if I was talking about something yeah. boring, the best way to get me sidetracked is to ask about a movie. And they knew that I'd go off on a 10 minute tangent. And so of course they then asked, why aren't you doing that? Cause I talked about movies a lot. Um, so this is one of the reasons, this is what I, how I got into it. And then the other thing is I wanted to get other people's perspectives on like their, uh, 
what they how they grew up you know movie watching and and then when i came up with the idea to do this specific podcast with patrick one of the things i want to do was eventually get to where we can have guests and i can ask our guests about what it was like um for them growing up with movies and then since both of y'all have kids ask about as parents um what it was like what or what it is like currently because you still have them um (laughs) right i guess it now um (laughs) haven't kicked them out yet um what's like take your experiences with them so um my first question would be did you have a favorite movie growing up as a kid Hmm. i had a bunch of favorite movies growing up because i was one of those that would watch the same movie over over and over for months at a time and then i would just one so i mean never ending story was a big one Mm -hmm. i was geeky and um honestly the um rankin bass uh watership down was Mm -hmm. a big favorite a really really big favorite (laughs) of mine and there were a couple disney ones like lady and the tramp was one of my go-to movies for a long time but i was also like an animation buff and so the ones that I felt like were really, really impressively animated, you know, in my yeah. great knowledge of this as a whatever, eight-year-old. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, I would sit and study the animation to the point where I could recognize when Disney reused cells from another film in oh, a oh, future wow. film. Yeah. Um, because they just get so ingrained in your head that you can recognize the movement patterns. So mm-hmm. it was more it was more animated stuff for me, I guess. Yeah. I'm trying to think because, I mean, when I was a kid kid, we didn't have VCRs or any kind of like, it was just playing up TV. So everything was like in the movies, but you know, they would like do made for TV movies. And a lot of times we would watch that. And honestly, when you said that the first movie, I thought it was Grease. I watched Grease so much. We knew like all the songs. We did the dances, you know, somebody was Danny, somebody was Sandy and, (laughs) you know, kind of deal. So that was probably like the biggest, like as far as a movie that I've repeatedly watched that was a favorite kind of a go-to. Do you find it weird watching Grease now though, as an adult? Oh my God, I was like, what was my mom thinking? <laughs> Why did she yeah. let me? They're talking about stuff that I had no idea. No, it, exactly. Right. When you're older now, you're like, oh, oh, yeah, no. And no. I was like, did my parents not know what I was singing when I was singing all the words? <laughs> yes. like Grease lightning, right? Yeah. You know, we talked yeah. about that before is that, um, you know, it, when I introduced my kids to a movie that I'm like, oh, I love this as a kid, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I'll just wa- I'll just have them watch it, and they're going to love it, and mm-hmm. I don't re-watch it myself mm-hmm. in advance. I have learned this lesson over and over again, and I still haven't learned this lesson, mm-hmm. but it's like, I always it comes out with something that I'm completely unprepared to deal with. Like, right. you know, when I introduced them to the Monster Squad, yeah. I had actually left the room, and Courtney, <laughs> bartender Courtney, was sitting yep. with Coco and Avi on the couch when they started talking about um, that they had to sacrifice a virgin, and... Coco turned around to Courtney and was like, what's a virgin? And I walked in and she turned around and just glared at me. And I was like, have fun. I'm going did, back did in she, the bedroom. Did, did she drink, say it's a mixed dear, drink? It's a drink. Yeah, but I said, did, did Courtney tell her it's a mixed drink without alcohol? I know. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. They call those mocktails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
But no, I mean, is that Goonies? Um, as Goonies much as they absolutely adore it, but there was more yeah. swearing yeah. in it than I remember. Yeah, um, that, that's one that. Yeah, we uh, we let the kids watch pretty early, yes. and then they like started like damn and shit and yeah, and all this stuff. We're like, like, where is this what? coming from? Oh yeah, yeah. The um and the one the most recent one was Ghostbusters, which is funny. Oh yeah. I will gain a lot of detractors saying this on any kind of any kind of movie podcast at all, but I hated it. Like I watched it with them last weekend. Yeah. And I haven't seen it since it came out. Yeah. I feel and like it's pretty dated. I was like, this movie sucks. Yeah. I was like, it's chauvinistic and the, the jokes don't land and it's slow. And I was like, why is this so, why is this so popular? But it's super chauvinistic. <laughs> yeah. And I've got two best friends from high school that that's like their favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Both, both of them are and yeah, they're both women. And, um, I, my son likes it. I, he likes the second one okay. I mean, he's seen all three of them, like mm-hmm. both the 80s ones and the most recent one. I like him just fine. I mean, I actually met Ernie Hudson because he was at a Comic-Con here in town. Oh, I so, love that. And, yeah, my best friend Tiffany, who's a huge Ghostbusters fan, got her picture taken with him. And, you know, we kind of have this running joke that um after her visit she found like a i want to say like a month or two later she found out she was pregnant i go how well did you nerdy <laughs> uh, <laughs> which i was like i was like y'all weren't together that long and so it's saying kind of, dude aged pretty well though looks the same he looks like, pretty damn good like, I, I i honestly bet because i saw him leave uh leave the con about same around same time i bet i honestly i bet i could have i could ask him if he wanted to go get a beer down on broadway and he would have been sure and, oh, okay. but, and but I didn't because that's still kind of weird to do. Mm-hmm. It's like I still understand, you know, that's still kind of a weird thing to ask somebody that's, you know, it's like uh, I don't know you. Yeah. No, but thank <laughs> you. Um, but yeah, there's like a lot of movies that are like that that are just you kind of think now it's like, wow, I love that, and back then, and then you watch it now, you're like, oof, this is a little bit rougher to watch. And that was that way with Monster Squad because mm-hmm. York has seen Squad too. He thought it was funny. He thought it was okay. Oh, yeah. The girls loved it. Oh, I took... So, York has seen a bunch of movies he probably shouldn't have. Because he, <laughs> he, he's eight, but he sees PG-13 movies. He's seen Jurassic World and all those. And I thought... I, For me, language isn't as big of an issue with him. Because he's, yeah. he's heard me swear. So, he just Same knows not to... Me. He, yeah. Yeah, he, he just knows not to say them. So, to hear someone say it in a movie is not really that scary. His ears aren't burning and neither are mine. So... Um, but as long as he doesn't repeat him at school, or mm-hmm. really, does, he's all right. Um, and he knows he's smart enough kid to know that. But like, uh, I took him to go see the Once Upon a Deadpool. So the Deadpool two that was edited for PG thirteen. Oh, and, okay. And they brought up, <laughs> and there was a part where uh, where the one kid says, uh, "I'm gonna, I don't want to die a virgin or something like that." I'm like, oh. I was like, shit. I was <laughs> like, I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't. Uh, I hope he doesn't say anything. Um, yeah, my kid always asks questions. Even like we were watching King of the Hill and I swear to God, it's like every other scene I'm having to like explain what things are <laughs> or not explain what things are that right. they're talking about. He's like, I he's like, I don't know. Well, that's where he asked me what a strip club was. I was like, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, why is John Redcorn always at her house? Yeah, why is John Redcorn? 
Why um, does Delta not look like him? <laughs> did y'all have a favorite actor or actress growing up? Hmm. Oh, um, I had a crush on Johnny Depp for a long time. Julie Andrews. Oh, Julie Andrews. Victor Victoria. I've never seen Victor Victoria. Oh my god! I, need to see I that love Victor I'm Victoria. I'm a big fan of Julie Andrews. Yeah, Julie Andrews is probably my favorite growing up. Simply like Mary Poppins mm-hmm. and um, yeah, Victor Victoria. Which for some reason, like I watched, like we had HBO, so I watched that a lot. It came on a lot. Oh, Audrey um, Hepburn. I yes. like the first time I saw breakfast oh, yeah. at Tiffany's, it was 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. and I had been at home sick all day and I was up in the middle of the night because I've been sleeping and AMC just turned on breakfast at Tiffany's and I watched the entire thing in the middle of the night and I was like, oh, mm. I like I had discovered like a new continent. Right. Like <laughs> nobody's ever seen this before. Mm. It's the most amazing thing. Why does everybody not talk about it all the time? Right. And then I was obsessed with Audrey Hepburn for a long time. Yeah, My Fair Lady. I've got a lot. I there I got two shirts for Grace and there's uh when she was in when she was two, um Old Navy had a couple of shirts with Audrey Hepburn on it. So I got her those and I got her in the next size up. And so she wore those. I've got my little Audrey Hepburn pop figure and everything. And yeah, I think she's awesome. I like that movie. Oof. But man, Mickey Rooney, that's 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 his uh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Just a smidge. So oh, it's so, so bad. It's yeah. so bad. <laughs> I'm like, oh dear. I was like, oh man. They. I was like, even for the 50s, like that still could not have been. Mm. But then again, it's a different time. I mean, it's different time. But I was like, oof. But other than that, yes. Other than his character in it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I too yeah. had. So Mary Poppins, Julie Andrews had a crush mm-hmm. on her. Oh I yeah. Could, um, as Mary Poppins, and I've got my Mary Poppins pop figure too for that one. <laughs> um, I legit have an entire row in my playroom. I'll have to see if I could send you the picture. I've got an entire row of pop figures where I call it my uh, <laughs> I call it the my uh, my little shelf that has like all my favorite, like all my crushes. So I've got this. I've got the Olivia Newton-John, Sandy, Grace. <laughs> yeah. I've got Joey Andrews, Mary Poppins. I've got. Um, I've got, uh, let's see, Kelly Kapowski from Saved by the Bell, Felicity from Arrow. I like just all these different ones. And then right in the middle, uh, a few years back, Ruth got one, or had a, had one, she ordered one where they, this guy does custom, so he did a custom one. She sent a picture of me, and so I got my own custom cool. one, so now I have them on there. And she thinks that's funny. So, want to come say hi real quick? Yeah. So, um, we have, a, for those uh, listening Special guest appearance. My son just showed up, so his mom just dropped him off. This is my son Yorick, ladies. This is Marleo. Hello. Hey. This is Yorick, who, I, who we were talking about. We were Hi, talking, about, talking about movies growing up. What was the last movie you saw? Mm. I'm trying to think of you it. You saw it at your mom's house the other day. Zombieland. Oh, oh, I just saw that too, just a few weeks ago. Yeah, for the we want to see Zombieland too. Yeah, I want to go see the second one. Yeah. You guys just talked about that, didn't you? Yeah, Did you I, talk? I, yeah. I, yeah, we talked about it. I haven't it, listened so. yet because I was yeah. like, I, I got to see the movie. Yeah, I agree. You, 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 yeah. If you like the first one, I'll love the second one. But what was the thing that your mom told you about the movie? 
I can't remember. It's okay to watch it, but don't say anything. Don't yeah. repeat anything you yeah. you heard in the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, you gotta be like eight year old all her the great, time. Yeah. Her, her greatest fear is that he'll go to school and say either nut up or shut up. <laughs> so. <laughs> and that grin right there. Wait, that grin right there. Mm-hmm. I grin as a kid. That's looking in a mirror. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Meanwhile, back on the episode. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was something that I was I was told yesterday that she showed him like, oh, okay. Cool. I've been trying to get him to watch Space Invaders with me. I don't know if y'all remember that one. It's from like 1990. I don't remember it. Yeah, me either. My best friend Sean, the same one that made me see all the horror movies. It's a comedy, and it's definitely kids his age. I mean, as adults, I like it because it's one I watched as a kid. If I were to watch, go in watching it, having never seen it before right now, I probably wouldn't enjoy it as much and not think it's, or think it's kind of silly. But it's perfect for kids, you know, you know, eight or whatever. Grayson might even like it because it is kind of slapsticky, but it's more kind of uh, witty than anything. It's about some aliens that are having to, they get attacked, they escape, and they're looking for a place to hide. And so they have they have uh, have like a a scanner trying to find places or whatever you know to, to land. And they come across it's Halloween night, and they come across uh, they come across a uh, War of the Worlds is being played. So they oh. think that Earth is being invaded by aliens. Nope. <laughs> so they think Earth is actually being invaded by aliens, so they're going to go and join the fight, thinking they could be, uh, <laughs> thinking they could do that. So they land in like Iowa or somewhere, and the small little farm town that their biggest, uh, the, the biggest excitement there is that they got a new on-ramp. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's ridiculous. Um, what's his name? It's uh, I knew it. I had it a second ago. He was in The Fall Guy. It wasn't Wade Majors, but the, the younger kid. Howie. So, yeah. So he was in, he was in it. And as, he's like the only actor you will know. Because it's... Um, there's a lady that's kind of a character actress that's in it. But uh, she plays him on one of the parents. But these aliens end up getting mixed up with these kids that are trick-or-treating because the you know the aliens think people dressed up are just cre- different creatures and not humans so it's but they the aliens all speak english you know and all that and are somehow aware of pop culture <laughs> and i find uh, like i love it i like i i think it's funny um it's a little i mean again douglas Barr. that's the guy's name douglas Barr was a character from uh from fall guy Anyways, um, but yeah, so I've been trying to get him to watch. Like, I don't want to. I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he'll go to his mom's and watch movies. I'm like, I don't know. But, <laughs> but let's see here. All right, so let's a couple more questions and we'll we'll wrap it up. Um, real quick. Um, do y'all remember the first movies y'all saw without your parents? Like, you went either with either with just friends or by yourselves or whatever. I do not. <laughs> I do remember the first R-rated movie I went and okay. saw with friends. Um, and so I'm living in Columbus. I'm, I'm from Columbus, Mississippi. And we had two movie theaters. And uh, I was with a whole, like, a group of, like, five, no, actually about seven uh 
kids between the age of like 13 and 17. And so the 17 year old girl that we were all hanging out with, um, got us in to see Eddie Murphy raw. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we all go in to see Eddie Murphy. Cause it was the only thing that was on. Cause I mean, a small town and we like took up a full row and we were the only white people in there. And it was uh-huh. like, Full. And it was so funny oh, because like so all funny. of his white jokes that he did, we were just dying. <laughs> like, and everybody else was like quiet and we were just like falling out. But that was like the first um, R rated movie that we saw. That falls into the category of things I shouldn't have seen when I was a kid. <laughs> I probably watched that when I was like eight or ten. Oh my on, god. I still video. remember some of it. Like the oh home burger. Like oh, oh I remember the um oh you dropped your ice cream. You dropped your ice cream. No you don't got none. No, no, no you, you don't, don't got, got none. Yeah. Oh my God. That was an amazing it was an amazing comedy routine. Raw yeah. was great. Raw is amazing. Yeah. yeah. But that was the first R rated movie that I saw um just with friends. I have no and I was like sixteen. I was yeah. sixteen. I don't know. I don't remember going to the movies without my parents for the first time. I wish I did, but I do not. The first one I ever saw, I was 17, and because you know, obviously that's when you go see rated R movies. I never snuck in that one. I just, I always knew I was going to get caught because I'm not that sneaky. I have a guilty conscience, I guess. I don't know. And um, so the first one I once saw was Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Mind you, having not oh. seen any of the other Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Oh, wow. It was literally my first one, but ninth one in the, in the series. But it's actually not a bad one to be a jumping on point because hmm. it's very meta in the way that it's made because it's about um it's about the real heather uh you know just coming back doing interviews because like the anniversary or something like that and they're you know signing on to do a new um nightmare on elm street movie was crazy was craven plays himself robin england plays himself and then he but he also plays freddie so it's about heather actually having nightmares and freddie actually then comes and actually haunts her nightmares like i said it's very meta but it's but it also wasn't super scary. It, it it was like not like the other Freddy movies where it's like gross out scary. This mm-hmm. one was more kind of a little more suspenseful. And it would they had some gross, not a whole lot. So I was like, well, this is not bad. And I was like, all right. I, I went and saw that, and then I had a marching band competition like the next day. That's what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Um, in my birthday being in October, that's when all the competitions are. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's the first one, and then um. I think the first one I ever probably, that was my first radio. I think the first one I ever saw by myself, because it was the early 90s, things were a lot safer. So, you know, parents could drop their kids off in a movie theater and not really worry about anything. Mm -hmm. So my mom dropped me off and I went and saw License to Kill with Richard Grieco. Like kind of (laughs) James Bond. Richard Grieco. Yes. So I'm like, this looks awesome. And to to this day, it's still one of my kind of guilty pleasure movies. Because, uh, what's his name? Is it Richard Roxburgh? No, it's, a. Uh, oh, God. Uh, what's his name? Linda Hunt, little short Linda Hunt. And he was in Can You, Can you Ever Forgive Me? I can't think of his name. Mm-hmm. Got nominated okay. for Academy Award. Anyways, he was in it. He played the villain. But anyways, it was, I, yeah. I, I can't help it. I love that movie. No, it was the guy that was in Robin Hood Prince. Of, it was in Robin Hood Men of Tights that played the sh- that played the uh, the that uh, played the sheriff. It was that guy. I can't think of his name. Anyways, mm. so that was my first one I remember seeing by myself. Yeah, so that was awesome. 
<laughs> Richard. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, let's see. All right. So as parents now, Marla, you've got two. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You get a boy and a girl. No, two girls, twelve two girls. and eight. Okay. Yeah. That's right. And then, and then, uh, Patricia, you have one son. I have one, one son. Okay. All right. So I'm just going to use the plural for kids because it's just going to be the general. Um, do you remember the first the first movie you took your kids to go see? What was their first one? It may have been Despicable Me. Okay. Um, no, Abby went to one before that. I remember taking them to Inside Out, and I remember all of them hating it. <laughs> because it was too loud, it's, and they oh. got bored. And they well, turned around in their seats and stared at the backs of their seats rather than watching the movie. Yeah. I remember that very clearly. Yeah. I okay. honestly don't know. I'd have to ask my husband. Mm. I, I do not remember. It, it was probably something along the lines of Despicable Me. Mm. Okay. Because I had to ask my mom. I go, so mom, what was the, do you, what was the first movie I saw? Because I don't remember. I mean, I hear your stories about me crying during E.T. And then I remember that. But <laughs> I also remember that there's other. But I also remember that. I know I've seen that it's seen it. But I just remember, hear that story all the time from my grandparents. <laughs> over and over. Anyways, um. But I don't remember. I think she said Snow White like during the re-release or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I think or maybe Annie one, but I don't know, one of those two. Um, and Mike Grayson's just like your kids. They turn around. I mean, she she's good up until like the last thirty minutes, and then she's mm-hmm. just that's when she gets antsy. But for the most part, she does. She's gotten so much better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, sitting in her seat and doing all that. Um, is there a movie that um, you and your kids will love watching together, like at home or whatever. And it could be any time of year. It doesn't have to be like, because I know some people kind of have like Christmas movies or Halloween movies they enjoy watching together, and some just have just movies they watch any time. You know, um, my son actually does not like watching movies. Okay. I, I have a really hard time getting him, like he doesn't want to go to the movie theater. Uh, he doesn't want to like sit down and watch a feature length movie because he gets bored real easy. Um, right. And so, uh, you know, it's kind of heartbreaking because I love movies. I love going to the theater. I love the whole experience. Yeah. Um, so we sometimes we just make them go anyway. <laughs> yeah. But um. I don't remember a movie that, because he doesn't have a favorite movie that he likes to watch. I don't think he's ever seen a movie more than once. But I do remember um, like four years ago, and I think he was like seven or so. He, uh, we sat down and we were like, let's find something to watch on TV. And we turned on Velveteen Rabbit. Mm-mm. And I totally forgot how sad Velveteen Rabbit was. Yeah. <laughs> and by the end of that, we were both bawling, like uh-huh. sharing Kleenexes and stuff. And that's like, that's the only movie moment truly that I remember, yeah. like sitting down and watching with Max. Maybe that's why he doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, my, because my kids still have given me for Benji. Oh, I yeah. had them watch oh, Benji. And they're like, why have you done this to mm-hmm. me? Um, but the newer Benjis are. Oh my God, they're so manipulative and sappy. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, I would say Goonies may be the one that we've watched multiple times together. Yeah. That because Abby used to be more one of those kids that like me that would watch movies over and over again. So mm-hmm. like when she was really tiny, we watched 
Finding Nemo on a loop and we watched Prince of Egypt was one that we watched on a loop Mm -hmm. and, you know, just kind of random movies um, that were popular then, but they both kind of stopped watching movies more than one or two times Mm -hmm. unless it's something like Goonies they'll watch forever. I think Right. Um, they'll watch TV shows though. We'll sit and watch um, Doctor Who together a lot. So that's that's more their go to when yeah. they want to watch with you. They want to watch that. Right. Do and have, do they have a favorite in Dr. Yeah. They have a favorite. Doctor. Oh, my God. Coco's in love with Matt Smith, like mm. in love with Matt Smith. And it blows my mind because I remember being so pissed off because I wasn't I love David Tennant so much yeah, when yeah. I watched this the first yeah, yeah. time. Mm. It took me probably an entire season to forgive Matt Smith for existing, <laughs> you know, like, oh, my fault. I was like, his forehead's huge and he's super goofy. And then, you know, I fell in love with Matt Smith. Not as much as her, though. She would die for yeah. Matt Smith. So. Wow. Okay. We're all slowly um, making our way through Capaldi now. Okay. Yeah, he's not bad. He's, mm. he's right. I don't watch. I'm not as big into it as as Ruth is. She's the Doctor Who person. Um, but I. it's not saying I don't. I don't actively pursue it. But if it's on, she's watching it. I'll watch it. I mean, I don't have anything against it. Shoot. Um, one of my uncles used to be a huge, or I guess he still is, um, a huge Doctor Who fan. So whenever he'd come and visit my, whenever they, him and my grandparents would come and um, visit my dad and we were there, he'd always have it on. But he'd like, I mean, it'd be the rerun. So we're watching like number four with the scarf and all that. And mm-hmm. those, that's all right. I'm like, these are kind of weird, but okay. Just yeah. Kind of <laughs> I think, you know, it's like, all right, you know, I was, not against it. I was just like, all right, this is different. And that's probably the extent of my knowledge about Doctor Who. Um, other than whenever she puts it on, and I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll watch it. <laughs> so it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. Um, let's see here. So what movie from, well, I guess you've already kind of brought this up. Um, I was going to say, like, what movie have you from your childhood have you shown your kids that they like, dislike? And I guess Goonies probably covers that also. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, um so last one i guess um what movie can you not wait to show show them when they get older like they're not young like they're too young to watch now and you're like i cannot wait till they're old enough to see this good question god i'm so bad about like showing them things too early that it's hard for me to mm. pick one right you know, it was like I've already got Max to watch um, the Holy Grail, Monty oh, Python. Yeah, I've got to get mine watching that. Yeah, God, I want them to watch The Life of Brian because that's my favorite Monty Python movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're they're not going to understand that for a yeah. while. It's mm-hmm. funny, HBO just came out with their His Dark Materials yes. new series, and yeah. we just finished the audiobook of The Golden Compass. Right. Um, and I've been. And my husband says I have to watch. This is, you know, because I never learned my lesson. He's like, you have to watch this before you let them watch it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but they just listen to the book. It'll be fine. And he's like, you have to watch this before you let them watch (laughs) it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it is, I mean, holy shit, it's it's a violent book in places. And I mean, a bear eats another bear's heart, like fresh out of its chest. And. And, you know, I told them, I was like, you can watch, you can listen to the whole Golden Compass. We can read it together, but I don't know about the other two. Mm-hmm. I was like, because they're, it's, it's like, that advances way faster than Harry Potter does. Oh, by the way, Harry Potter. Those are the movies that we'd watch together forever. There you go. Yeah. And all, right. all the Star Wars. Um, yep. 
But yeah, anyway, so I don't know that I'm, I want them to be ready for that, but I'm not sure whether they are. Right. Yeah. We can't take like theology right now. Right. And one thing that's kind of funny, when we were talking about movies, we were too young to watch. I don't know how we got obtained the copy, but somehow we got, I, I think they, I think they showed it on TV. We watched, we actually had on VHS, we had Boys in Saddles. Oh my god, that's my husband's favorite movie. (laughs) Far too young to understand three quarters of the things that I understand now. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have watched this. So you know, we it's obviously it's edited for TV, so a lot of the language and a lot of the uh, some of the jokes were taken out because you know, Mm -hmm. not definitely not appropriate. (laughs) Um, But when I appreciate the satire and context on that one. Exactly. So, and I remember that. well, we watched Blazes. So I wanted to watch another Mel Brooks movie, so I went to the video store and checked out History of the World Part One. So, you know, mom's like, "All right, that's fine," you know, because watching Blazes sells. What's, you know, what could be worse? Mm. So I put on History of the World Part One, the very beginning, the caveman drawing scene, and the guys peeing on the drawings. Mm-hmm. Mom takes it straight right on out and puts it up high in the in the kitchen. Where <laughs> like, nope, not watching this one. Mm. Fine. So instead, she tries not to be in. That becomes one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was like, all right. So then, so I think, uh, and honestly, I think that's when I, I I'm kind of anxious to show, you know, to what for them to watch to un- yeah. get older so they can understand the humor and how funny that movie really is. Um, but there's, but there's also some like classic, like for me, Hitchcock's my favorite director. I can't wait to mm. show old black and white Hitchcock's and some of my favorites of that and even some of the like uh christopher nolan stuff and some of these kind of more artistic not just action but good storytelling and stuff like that but i don't think he's going to be as interested as grayson is because she's more of my movie buddy right now than he is which is fine it's just i you know I'm, i can't really wait to show either one you know but there's certain mm-hmm. movies I'm like, oh i'd love for you to we need i can't wait it's like i'd love for us to watch this but you're too young mm-hmm. i'm like so, well, we'll get there. You know, just got to wait. <laughs> just got to wait. Just let them enjoy their movies. So I go and I suffer through some movies that, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, I want them to be interested in the movies. I don't want to deter them by saying no. So I'll yeah. go through an Aladdin remake. I'll go sit through a Lion King remake. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go sit through. I love Kelly Clarkson with all my heart, but Ugly, <laughs> but Ugly Dolls was hard to sit through. Oh, wow. God bless her, but um, but yeah. So I I'll sit through and go do that, and just you know, well, we'll get there when we get there. So, <laughs> um, guess what? That's all I got. That's all right. All. Well, thanks for having us. We yeah, appreciate thank it. you guys for making time. I know, as all three of us as parents, it's hard to coordinate time to to do something like this, and I know it's hard for y'all to schedule for yourselves, much less you know take make time to do this for me so for me i am great i'm it's a it's definitely uh warms my heart so thank you all thank you you. we enjoyed it yeah and then uh who knows one of these days maybe we'll make a road trip down to down to see y'all or something fun (laughs) (laughs) well i'd like to make a i wanted to make a because we we actually mapped out to see how far it is for like live events Mm -hmm. they'd be worth you know making it down for one of the live events or like 
I mean, it's only like a three-hour drive or, you know, a little bit, you know, well, you guys obviously know because y'all uh, drove up right. here. Right, yeah. Um, like, um, maybe if it's a little bit closer, we'll try it. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> that's, that's you know, coordinating one. kids and everything like that. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe we'll do Chattanooga or something. That'd be lovely. I love yeah. Chattanooga. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they don't have bears there. So that's <laughs> we're, that's 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 fine. Chat's fine. they got a good aquarium. So... <laughs> Thank you all again. I appreciate it. And um, for everybody listening, thank you for listening. And I guess we will talk to you next time when Patrick's here.